This afternoon, we are looking at Lord's Day 44 of the Heidelberg Catechism. Lord's Day 44. What does the Tenth Commandment require of us? That not even the slightest thought or desire, contrary to any of God's commandments, should ever arise in our heart. Rather, with all our heart, we should always hate all sin and delight in all righteousness. But can those converted to God keep these commandments perfectly? No, in this life, even the holiest have only a small beginning of this obedience. Nevertheless, with earnest purpose, they do begin to live not only according to some, but to all the commandments of God. If in this life no one can keep the Ten Commandments perfectly, why does God have them preached so strictly? First, so that throughout our life we may more and more become aware of our sinful nature, and therefore seek more eagerly the forgiveness of sins and righteousness in Christ. And second, so that while praying to God for the grace of the Holy Spirit, we may never stop striving to be renewed more and more after God's image until after this life we reach the goal of perfection. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, within some corners of North American Christianity, the law of God is viewed as passe, seen to be out of date. Now, we might wonder that too. Aren't aren't the Ten Commandments, aren't they Old Testament stuff? And some might even view it as being legalistic to read the law of God every week. However, I want you to consider what the prophet Jeremiah prophesies in Jeremiah 31 about the new covenant, the time we are in right now. He says, in that time period, the Spirit of God will write the commandments of God upon our minds and upon our hearts. Today is Pentecost Sunday. We celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church. And on this Pentecost Sunday, it's very fitting that we study God's law. God has promised by his Holy Spirit to write the commandments of God upon our hearts and upon our minds. So it's Perfectly natural for New Testament Christians to be intimately familiar with God's law. We don't ignore it. We pray that the Spirit would make us love God's law more and more. Not only that, but God teaches us valuable things with his law. He teaches us about himself, about his holiness and his perfection. He shows us how to live for him. By his law, he teaches us to pursue righteousness. That's what we hope to focus on this afternoon. That's the theme 
of the sermon this afternoon, God, by his law, teaches us to pursue righteousness. This includes, first of all, fleeing unrighteous desires, uh, second, finding righteousness in Christ, and third, striving to be renewed after God's image. So God, by his law, teaches us to pursue righteousness. This, first of all, includes fleeing unrighteous desires. And we see that especially in the 10th commandment, which is described for us in Lord's Day 44. The 10th commandment is about coveting. And coveting is setting your desire on what belongs lawfully to your neighbor, wanting it for yourself. God commands us not to covet our neighbor's house, spouse, car, money, possessions, looks, uh, career, you name it. When God commands you not to covet, God is not trying to stop you from having good things. He's not trying to keep you from enjoyment in life. But we should see coveting as it really is. It's a spiritual sickness that leads to all kinds of other sins. We see this so clearly in the story of Ahab and Naboth. Naboth, he had a beautiful vineyard. It's probably a really nice piece of property. And it was right next to to Ahab's palace in Samaria. So every day, Ahab would walk out of his palace, and there was that vineyard. And every time he laid odds on it, he might have thought, wow, what a nice vineyard. What I wouldn't do to have that for myself, that space, that piece of property for myself. And what a great place to have a vegetable garden. That's what he wanted. Well, that might seem harmless. What could be wrong with that? Well, one day Ahab, he asked Naboth if he would trade it for a better vineyard or sell it outright. But Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. You see, God had given each Israelite a piece of inheritance within the land. And it was God's design that every Israelite would be able to sit under his own vine, under his own fig tree. And God did not want the inheritance changing hands permanently. So it was clear. God had given this to Naboth, not to Ahab, and that could not change. And with Naboth's words to Ahab, that should have been it. Ahab should have said to himself, I made Naboth a fair offer. He rejected it because this was God's inheritance to him. That's understandable. That's what's right. I'll find some other place to grow my precious veggies. But as we read, covetous desires consumed Ahab's heart. They dominated his heart. And so at Naboth's no, 
Ahab began to sulk. You know, it seems that God is showing us what happens when we are filled with evil desires. You know, Ahab started acting like a little child. He was sullen and vexed. He lay down on his bed. The rejection from Naboth was too much to take. He would not even eat a little food. Poor little Ahab. But in walked Jezebel. What's wrong, Ahab? Ahab told her his problem, and Jezebel springs into action. She arranged some false witnesses. They accused Naboth of blasphemy, and this, of course, required the death penalty. And before you knew it, Naboth was dead, and Ahab could take the vineyard for himself. How happy he must have been. Now, one thing we should see from this story is how many commandments Ahab and Jezebel broke as a result of Ahab's covetousness. Now, Lord's Day 44 explains the Tenth Commandment in this way. God requires that not even the slightest thought or desire contrary to any of God's commandments should ever arise in our heart. You might wonder about that. You know, this commandment is about coveting. Why does the catechism then uh, describe the 10th commandment in this way? This explanation shows that coveting leads to the breaking of God's other commandments. And we see that with the story of Naboth, Naboth's vineyard with Ahab and Jezebel. They arranged for false witnesses a breaking of the Ninth Commandment. They accused Naboth of cursing God, and so they used God's name for their own selfish purposes, a breaking of the Third Commandment. They used the elders of the city to carry out their wicked plan. That certainly was not honoring to authority, a breaking of the Fifth Commandment. They had Naboth unjustly killed by the hands of others, a breaking of the Sixth Commandment. And then they stole Naboth's vineyard from him, a breaking of the Eighth Commandment. And we can say with certainty that Ahab's greed and covetousness was idolatry, a breaking of the First Commandment. You see, that's breaking six other commandments on top of breaking the First Commandment. If we were to look longer, we might be able to spot more. God is teaching us by this. Coveting is not harmless. Coveting will lead to other sins. It will. And that's why God, he calls us to, to recognize this and to flee, flee unrighteous desires. It only breeds more sin. That might be one reason why the Tenth Commandment is worded the way it is. It's the only commandment where God emphasizes you shall not covet this, you shall not covet that, you shall not covet that, etc. No, he doesn't do that with a commandment of stealing. He just says, don't steal. 
God might emphasize this because coveting leads to other sins. It will. So God wants us to be on guard. Brings us to our next point. Now, Lord's Day 44, it moves on. Having explained all the Ten Commandments, question 114 asks, but can those converted to God keep these commandments perfectly? And the answer is no, in this life, even the holiest have only a small beginning of this obedience. Nevertheless, with earnest purpose, they do begin to live, not only according to some, but to all the commandments of God. Now, true believers have been changed. They do pursue obedience. Yes, we fall short. And that's especially true when we see that God's standards includes the desires of our heart. We battle sinful desires every day, so we do fall short, but yet there is change. But that leads to the next question. If in this life no one can keep the Ten Commandments perfectly, why does God have them preached so strictly? Here the answer is so that we might become aware of our sinful nature and more eagerly seek the forgiveness of sins and righteousness in Christ. In our pursuit of righteousness, we must not miss out on the righteousness that is found in Jesus Christ alone. This is something emphasized in our reading from Romans 9 and 10. In those chapters, we see a comparison between the Gentiles and Israel. And the Spirit says through Paul about Gentile believers, What shall we say then that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness, they have attained it? That is, a righteousness that is by faith. So the Gentiles, they did not chase after righteousness. But they still found the righteousness that God demands in his law. They simply received it as a gift through faith in Christ. on On the other hand, there's Israel. Pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? They did not pursue it by faith, but by works. See, Israel was zealous for God. Israel chased after righteousness. Some of them pursued it with all their might. But they did not attain what they were chasing after. They were zealous for God, but that wasn't enough. They needed the righteousness that is by faith in Christ. But so many pursued it by their own works. Let me give you an illustration to drive this home. Let's say that a man tells two people they need to catch a bus. Their lives depend upon getting onto that bus. One man, he runs after that bus as fast as he can. He knows he needs to get on that bus. He's trying as hard as he can. The faster he runs, it's still no use. 
The bus is always faster than he is. So he never succeeds in getting on that bus. The other man, however, does not chase the bus at all. He knows he has no hope of chasing it and catching it in his own strength. And so he simply waits at the bus stop, the bus stops, and he gets on. It required no effort, but he attained his goal. And that's the difference between the righteousness that is by faith and pursuing righteousness that is by works. God says you need righteousness. Your life depends upon it. Going to heaven depends upon it. And here we read in Romans 9, the Gentiles did not even pursue it, but they attained it. But Israel pursued it, and they failed to reach that goal. Don't make the same mistake as Israel. The one who trusts in Jesus Christ will never be put to shame. That's what Israel failed to do. So Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And that's one reason why God has given us his law, to awaken us to our sin, so that we might put our hope in Jesus Christ alone. And Romans 10 goes on to describe the righteousness that is by the law and that which is by faith. Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law. And there he says, the person who does the commandments will live by them. Do this and you shall live, says the law. The law holds out life for perfect obedience to the commandments. If you obey the commandments perfectly, you will have life. That's true. Notice what it does not say, though. Do this as best you can and you shall live. No, you would have to attain life by obeying perfectly. None of us is going to be able to do that. None of us has the righteousness needed to overcome death. On the other hand, there's the righteousness that is by faith. Verse 6, the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. In other words, you don't have to try go up into heaven on your own power. Or, who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead? None of us needs to try overcome death on our own. We could never do it. Instead, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And this is the righteousness that is by faith. Believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's how we're justified. You see, Christ is the one who attained righteousness that is by the law. If I want to use the bus analogy again, he was fast enough to catch up, the bus, catch up to the bus. 
The law says, do this and you shall live. Well, that's what Christ did. He did the law. He obeyed it completely. And so when he died on our behalf, he could not stay in the grave. He was raised again. He did the law, and so he lived. Christ's resurrection proclaims he's the sinless one, the righteous one. He obeyed God perfectly. And that's why you are justified by believing that God raised him from the dead. By faith, we stand with Christ on the side of his resurrection. So we share, we share in his perfect, righteous status. He obeyed the law all the way to death, was raised again, and we were raised with him. You have the same status as the Lord Jesus Christ. Righteous. That brings us to our last point. Lord's Day 44 goes on from there. If in this life no one can keep the Ten Commandments perfectly, why does God have them preached so strictly? Well, God wants us, first of all, to seek righteousness in Christ. The second thing is this. So that while praying to God for the grace of the Holy Spirit, we may never stop striving to be renewed more and more after God's image till after this life we reach the goal of perfection. So Romans 9 and 10 makes clear, if we want perfect righteousness before God, we must seek it by faith. The Gentiles did not pursue righteousness, but yet they attained it. It's someone who finds righteousness apart from works is also careful to devote himself or herself to doing good works. It's this gospel of free righteousness in Christ that changes us into people who live for God and obey his law. Consider, consider how this happens with the Tenth Commandment. So as I said, those who believe in Jesus Christ, confess him as Lord, they have a righteous status, the same righteous status as Jesus Christ. God has become your loving, your loving God and Father in Christ. And someone who knows this, Someone who believes this can finally be freed from covetous desires. Remember, God is our Father. He owns everything in this world. God will give rich gifts to his children. Paul says in 1 Timothy, God gives us richly everything to enjoy. Enjoy. And Christ is preparing a place for us in heaven. God will give us many good things. All we need to do is be patient. It's true. We might not get to enjoy everything we want to in this life. But that's okay. 
eternal life is coming. Don't you realize that? You have a priceless treasure in Jesus Christ. Eternal joy is coming. Life forever with God in heaven, on a new heavens and new earth. Not only that, but God is going to give us himself. We will enjoy God forever. So we don't even need all kinds of material things to find joy. We can find it in God and in this gospel. You see, the enjoyment we have of created things in this life, it's meant to be an extension of our love for God. We don't love things in this created world apart from love of God. We enjoy things in this world as an extension of our love for God. He's the provider of it all. Created things have their source in God. Everything we enjoy in this life is meant to direct us to praise him more. He's the source of every good gift. And so if we don't get some material things in this life, it's okay. I still have my God. I have my loving Father. And this was completely missing, completely missing from Ahab's life, King Ahab. You know, Ahab, he confessed to worship Baal. But the real God was material possessions. You can see that in 1 Kings 21. In fact, he was not that much different than your average Canadian. Yet Baal was the formal God he worshipped. And Ahab could have no trust that Baal would provide him with good things, would give him good gifts. Baal hadn't promised him anything. Baal didn't have the power to give him anything. So what did that mean? That meant Ahab himself had to look out for number one. Because if he didn't, he might not get anything. With Baal as God, he also had no hope of eternal life with an eternal inheritance. And so Ahab, he needed his best life now. His mind was dominated by earthly things because he did not have a God who had saved him. And that's why covetousness, it consumed his heart. But for us who believe, things are different. Even though we're far from perfect, we'll be changed by this gospel. We don't need to behave like Ahab. No. And now out of love for God, we keep on striving for ever-increasing obedience and righteousness. Here we could use the bus analogy again. Someone who's really into jogging will try to improve his running times more and more. And to get faster, sometimes all you need is something to push you to reach 
better goals. So imagine for a moment that a runner is stopped at a stoplight, and next to him is a bus stopped at the same light. The runner decides that when the light turns green, he's going to race that bus to the bus stop that lies 300 meters ahead. The jogger knows he's never going to be able to run faster than the bus. But why does he do it? He knows if, if he pushes himself, racing after the bus is one way to improve his running. That's kind of how it is with our obedience to the law. We know we're not going to reach perfection in this life. But that doesn't stop us from trying. Just as a runner strives to constantly improve his or her time, so the believer constantly tries to improve his or her obedience to the law. May that be your goal too. Let me end with the words of 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 and 8. Train yourself for godliness. For while physical training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Amen. Let's now respond by singing together hymn 28, stanzas 4 and 6.